you're about to enter the world of Strawberry Ice and the Ice Cave. Let's go! to the show this is sports with strawberry ice i'm your host the ice man jeff trenopole and as always i'm bringing you sports from a west side point of view right here in the great city of cincinnati ohio home of nick castellanos and the cincinnati reds now do me a favor if you found the show hit that like and subscribe button smash that thumbs up we're at 1237 subscribers that is unbelievable as always, I appreciate every single one of you guys. That is awesome. Let's keep it rolling. Let's try to get to 10,000 as fast as we can. Yeah, I'm just shooting for it. I'm like, 2,000 is the next goal, but really, I want to get to 10,000. We get to 10,000. I'll give away a jersey. I'll give away something. I'm not exactly sure what I'm going to give away, but I think we'll give away a jersey. don't know exactly know how I'm going to do it, but give me to 10,000 and make me figure that out. Now, we're doing Super Chats again today on the YouTube channel, and there should be a link at the top of the page to do live video chats with me today since Jeremy D is unable to join me. Now, as you may or may not know, if you're a regular viewer to the show or a regular listener on the podcast, you know that this show and every show is brought to you by T Properties. T Properties, quality housing for quality people. Check out their website at www.tpropertiesllc.com for all your rental property management needs and your rental needs. All right, guys, the Reds lost a tough one last night, five to four. Tony Santillan pitched his butt off for three innings. I mean, he threw 75 pitches <laughs> in three innings. But he fought and fought and fought. He kept the Reds in it. Jesse Winker got him with a run. With a two-run shot, they lost five to four. The bullpen, if you want to nitpick, if we had a shutdown bullpen, which I wish we had, those two runs that the bullpen let in, what obviously wouldn't have happened, and the Reds would have won the game. But they did. But you also can look at it this way if Santiago doesn't make a throwing error to third base and eventually that led to another run, the Reds might have win. So the Reds are so close to being a really good team. They're just, ah, you know, it's frustrating. It's fun to watch, but it's also frustrating at the same time. Now, Tony Santiago was rewarded today <laughs> by getting sent back down to AAA. And the Reds are bringing up Ashton Gurdu back up. Um, Basically, they need bullpen help. Um, Sonny Gray is coming off uh, the disabled list. I think he's going to make the start Friday, I think. I'm doing it off the top of my head, so I'm not exactly sure. Um, so we got some other good news, though, that Michael Lorenzen uh, could be this is from 
friend of the show, Charlie Goldschmidt, Michael Lorenzen could be pitching into rehab games before the all-star break, which that's here pretty quickly. <laughs> uh, and David Bell says he, he will be in one inning, you know, stints. And obviously Lorenzen is heading to the bullpen. So very good chance after the all-star break, Lorenzen will be back. We're getting some help in the bullpen. So let's see what's going on in the chat. Before, uh, we get into this thing. Marvin, you love the intro. Thank you very much. I, I worked on that. I, I made that for when Ken Rowley, uh, the second, was on here. And I like to play it as much as I can because, one, we need to put Ken Rowley in the Hall of Fame. Two, I want to remind everybody, he's fifth all-time in the NFL interceptions. Still. Uh, Crown, can you say you were wrong? Sure. What were you wrong about? You can absolutely tell me you're wrong. I love it when people tell me they're wrong. <laughs> that usually means that I'm right. <laughs> Arrow, what's going on, brother? What's going on? Natty, you're back. Hey, buddy. Long time no see. Long time no see. What's going on, John? Hello to everybody out there. Uh, I see Arrow says he would join you. He would join me, but he's at the doctor right now. All oh, getting your hand looked into. Oh, all right. Well, I hope your hand. Uh, I know you're telling me about that. A couple of weeks ago. So hopefully your hand is all better. And Crown says yes Friday. What are you saying yes Friday about? I'm confused, Crown. I don't know what yes Friday means. Oh, here we go. Hunter Green needs more. Oh, he mean yes Friday that he's going to Sunny Gray's gonna start. I got you. Never mind. Uh Hunter Green needs more time in the minors. You're right. I agree with you. For once we agree. <laughs> Uh, okay. Here, John, a quick question. Who has a better season, Ouzier or Waynes? Um, who has the more, the potential to have a better season? Cause he's, uh, a better athlete is Ouzier. Uh, but he, but that's up in the air. Hopefully they both have great seasons, you know, and, uh, we'll get to enjoy it. Let me get into – let me finish this red stuff here real quick, and then I will get into the Bengals because I know I tell the show to see what ESPN ranked the Bengals. Let me finish this real quick. Now, this is one of the other things that – Joe Luggup, if you guys don't follow him on Twitter, you should. He's a great follow with lots of different information. But as you can see, the Reds are 9-19 and 19 versus the NL West. Versus the rest of everybody else, they're 30-20, and 20, 10 games above 500. Well, the NL West is probably the best division in baseball. So there's lots of teams that aren't that do that good against them. Now let's look at this here. The Reds are currently seven games out in third place. The reason they're so far out is Milwaukee is nine and one in the last 10 games. They are on a streak. Now the Reds went on a similar streak, you know, the week before I went on vacation. And now the last 10 days have been four and six, but the Cubs are three and seven. St. Louis is four and six. I know, I think they're, Five and seven, or five and six now because they just they just won today. So this is my point. We're still in it. Uh, Milwaukee, uh, seven games is not where I wanted to be at the All Star break. I wanted to be like five or four games, but it's getting time where the Reds are really got to start putting another winning streak together to get this thing going. To get this thing close would be would be nice. You know, they're a very talented team. Like I've said before, the bullpen is not that good. Lorenzo's coming. They're getting some help. They need more help. We'll see what happens. Let's get into the Bengals here. <laughs> oh, Jeezel. Yes, my, my wife is still in Florida. There's there's a there she is. Just go lightning. Game two tonight, Tampa Bay all the way. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, game two tonight for the NHL. The Tampa Bay Lightning are up one nothing, and they're probably, in my opinion, going to absolutely destroy the Canadians because Tampa Bay is way talented, more talented than the Canadians are. But I don't really think anybody watching my show right now really wants to hear about hockey, so that's why I don't talk about it. Our right, arrow. Do you see Milwaukee coming back to Earth? Yes, I do because. 
they're they're doing the exact same thing that the Reds did before one of the vacation. You know, they're on a hot streak. And the that the this division is not as they're all very similar teams. They're, I don't really think anybody from this division is really gonna be a World Series contender, to be honest. I mean, I think I honestly think if the Reds had a shutdown bullpen and an actual shortstop, they could. But those are two gaping holes that I the, the shortstop they probably aren't going to fix. Bullpen, hopefully they can fix. But Milwaukee also they're they're good. They have a better bullpen than we do, but their starting pitching isn't as good as ours. I don't think. So yes, I do think Milwaukee can come back down to earth. Um, it's just the Reds got to get on on a consistent winning streak, and they struggle for some. They struggle out west. And it's not only San Diego. They struggle against Arizona. They struggle against Colorado. Those are two, te- two teams they should destroy, and they've been str- struggling. So. What? <laughs> JT, tell Fred's wife to make dinner so and stop working so I can watch your show. What is this? Fab five. JT, tell Fred's wife to make dinner and stop working so I can watch your show. All right, man. <laughs> Fred's wife. Now, I'm not gonna, I'm not telling anybody's wife that. Don't get, get mad at me. <laughs> I am been married to this woman for 24 years. I am I am not about to tell anybody's wife what to do. Yes, yeah, Canada versus USA. USA, USA, USA. All right, let's get into what ESPN said and ranked the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, I don't think it's bad. I mean, I can't, I I wish I could argue with what they're saying, but I really can't. They got us ranked 24th in football. Now they say the strength, the biggest strength is Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. And hopefully they can do what they did. In college, Chase caught 24 of the 36 passes in which Burrow targeted him 20 or more yards down the field that year. 14 of those receptions were touchdowns. As a rookie last season, Burrow completed just 9 of 48 passes, 20 more yards down the field. Now, there's a couple reasons because of that. One, we didn't have a huge downfield threat. T. Higgins was our best downfield threat, and our offensive line stunk. Now, Cincinnati will be hoping that the NFL reunion between Burrow and Chase will help solve some of those deep passing woes. Chase, Higgins, Boyd, oh my, are one of the league's better wide receiver trios on paper. My opinion, by the end of this season, they're going to be the the best. Uh, Top, top, all right, maybe not that. I say top, between top five and top two or three. In my opinion, and, and I'm not the only one. There's experts that are predicting that they are going to break records. Now, the thing is, what I'm most concerned about is is the defense. We got to get Lua Armadillo has really have has got to step up this year. It's a huge year for him and a huge year for Zach, but more for Armadillo because. This defense has been god-awful, and it was god-awful before he got here. And they could score 30 points a game, but if the other team scores 36, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> you know, the defense has got to at least be capable of getting guys off the field because the way the, the way to beat the Bengals this year is to keep Joe Burrow on the offense on the sideline. So our defense has got to step up. This has got to be a – a big year for Lou. He's it's put up or shut up time. You know, I think James Rapine or, or Jake Lisco said, you know, by week eight, we'll know what kind of team we got and what kind of season it's going to be. Hopefully by then we're eight. No, that would be awesome. Let's see here. Let me get back to the chat. You got, I'm trying to keep up with the chat and have the conversation here. Uh, is that a Trey Young? Cy Young hat? What this? No, this is just a Cincy hat. Or I think I don't know. I don't know which hat you're talking about, Arrow. Not sure. Who day? Who day? Twenty fourth is better than most power rankings. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't. I'm not. I'm not upset about it. 
I'm really not. I'm usually come on here and I'm like, oh, you know, they don't know what to talk about. But I, 24, they really can't disagree with it. I mean, let's just go in our own division. And yes, I have us at 11 and 6. But let's go on paper. The Browns, excuse me, the Clowns and the Ratbirds have more talent than we do. Do That doesn't mean that they're going to beat us every time. You know, I still think the Bengals have a chance to beat them. I mean, like I said, I have a split with everybody in the division. If you guys ever see my my uh, predictions for the uh, offseason. But if you look at it that way, because uh, Baltimore and Cleveland have two of the best offensive lines, too. And I think our offensive line is going to be a lot better than people think. So just put that in perspective. They're, they're ranked way higher than us. Now, the one I did have a problem with, and I didn't copy this, and I don't – well, the only reason I, I think they did is because of uh, – Mike Tomlinson. They had the Steelers at 16th, talent-wise. Really? I mean, their offensive line is worse. Way worse than ours. They got one starter from their offensive line last year. That's it. And they drafted a running back with their first-round pick, which is a great running back. But as us Bengals fans know, you can have a great running back, but if you don't have an offensive line, it's really hard to run the ball. So, that the reason I think ESPN did that is because Mike Tomlin has never had a losing season. I think it's about time he had a losing season. You know, I think he deserves one. I think the squealers deserve a losing season. I think the fans deserve a losing season, at least for once. <laughs> All right, let's see here. Let's get into the, you guys to blow the chat up. I love it. Let's see what is going on. Natty. They just need the defense to be average and get the ball, get Joe the ball. Yeah, I agree with you, Natty. And, and, Natty, my, my point is, I think as long as they can get, be as good as the 05 defense. Now, the 05 defense was very opportunistic. They, I mean, they got lucky in some of these things. I mean, they turned, they got the ball turned over a lot, but there was no stud. I mean, I know I, I always forget his name, the linebacker, not David Pollock, the other one who got the, had the drug problems and only had one year. He was really good that year. He was a difference maker on the team. That, that's one thing that they, they need to find out on this defense. Who is going to be a difference maker? Is it going to be, is Logan Wilson, they, well, put it this way, they need Logan Wilson to make that jump, to be that difference maker, because he's going to be running the linebackers this year, you know? So I really do think they need him to step up. They need Henderson. We need him to have 13 sacks again. That's what they're paying him to do. He needs to get 13 sacks. Osai, you know, Sample these guys, these rookies. We need them to step up, stop the run with DJ Reader, and that's the thing too. I'll bring this up. They said with the, uh, let's see, where is it? Is this it? Uh, no, wait, X Factor. Here it is, X Factor. Now this is one I thought was kind of interesting. DJ Reader and Trey Waynes. They played 259 defensive snaps combined. Combined meaning all of them were DJ Reader because you know <laughs> Trey Waynes never played. Those two. Or were our two big free agents we signed last year, and we barely got to see. We never saw Trey Wayne's play. DJ Raider got to play a little bit. Those guys have got to have big years for us, and I really do think they will because they were good players before they got hurt, and neither one of these injuries are career-changing injuries, you know. So if they're healthy, they can make an impact. So I and the thing I like is the outlook that it looks like. Everybody is bought in. And if it looks like it, and, and it's not just for looking at it. They all showed up at OTAs. So that's a good thing, even for defensive guys. You know, if Lou Armadillo is, is such a bad defense quarter, like, I'm not sold on him, but they're still going to keep getting free agents to come in here and play for him. And I know they're paying him. But if you don't like the scheme and you don't think you can succeed in it, I don't care how much money they pay you. You're most likely, especially if you're in the prime of your career, you're most likely not going to sign with that team, you know, because you're not going to excel. You're not going to improve. You're not going to be able to get to your next contract if you don't believe in the system and don't believe in what they're doing. So all these guys believe in Armadillo. They believe in Zach. They believe in what they're doing. And those are all good signs. All right, let's see here. Let's get back in here. Uh, hold on a second here. I did that one. All right. Marvin, what's up? Armadillo, ugh. When 
when Philip Rivers comes back from 20 point, yeah, I, dude, I know. I that's that's the game, dude, that drives me nuts, and that's where I have a hard time believing in Armadillo. I I want to, I want him to do good, but I've said it a million times on here when I keep seeing the tight ends, the running backs, everybody running wide open right over the middle of the field, and Philip just flipping the ball to him, and we got no pressure, and. That hopefully will change this year because I think we have four guys that can rotate and get pressure on the uh, quarterback this year. Aaron, what do you got? Trevor Bauer. Sorry, I thought there was a space between Cincy. Oh, this? No, it just says Cincy. <laughs> Playing Cincinnati hat. Yep, I got that uh, at the airport uh, a couple years ago. Natty, what's going on? All right, the Steelers get the benefit of the doubt. Because the Squares usually win a lot of games. Yeah, I, oh no, I I I agree with you. I, I understand that. I just I don't like it. <laughs> I, I understand why they're doing it, but and it's mostly because uh, the uh, the head coach hasn't had a losing season. It's hard to bet against him when he hasn't had a losing season. You know, Aisha, I appreciate it. Thank you. I'm trying. I'm trying to keep up the good work. I don't have any guests here. I apologize because I was on vacation, so I started working on trying to get some more guests uh, today. But we do have our first live video chat, and it's none other than TC. What's going on, Thomas? What's going on? Uh, give me a minute. I got uh, I got stuff going on in the other room. I wanted to jump on. Uh, pardon me. I don't know what you were talking about. I, I, just, I just got your notification that you went live for some reason. Yeah. So – you know, what are we – I seen the video of this Bengals. Is that what we're talking about? I'm talking about Bengals, Reds, whatever you want to talk about, brother. Okay, well, in that case, um, can I ask you something about the Bengals? Sure, what's up? Yeah, go ahead. What's up? Um, well, first of all, I just want to say, my opinion, I don't care what anybody says, with Joe Burrow, we're going to win a Super Bowl. I don't care what nobody tells me. I'm with you on that, brother. I I, I agree with you. I'm just not so sure about Zach Taylor. That's all. I'm more worried about Armadillo than I am Zach because, and I, I'll put it to you this way: if he can't coach like people say he can't, then why in the hell did he take Ryan Finley, who is an absolute horrible quarterback, and devise a plan to beat the Steelers? Now I know the Squealers were not a very good team, but that was a hell of a coaching performance right there. So I will give it to, to him for that. Plus. The other thing, people get mad at Zach that he didn't run the ball. And I've said this. I mean, Jeremy had this conversation during the season. I'm like, last year, like, they couldn't run the ball. The offensive line was terrible. The best thing this team, this offense did was Joe Burrow, three-step drop, get the ball out. And they were doing that at a fanatic pace. That's why he was having 400 yards. That was why they were having offensive success because that's what they were doing, and they were doing it very well. So Zach knew – that's what they could do, and that's basically all they could do. And I, I do think if, if if Joe didn't get hurt, Jackpot Joey did not get hurt, I got I got feel the Bengals will win eight eight. I mean, I can't remember what I was predicting at the end of the season, but I had a lot more wins. I mean, I think we would have won the Washington game that he got hurt, and we would have won that one. There, there's a couple other games we would have won if Joe Burrow's in there. So, and that and that changes the narrative too. If Joe Burrow doesn't get hurt. And we have, you know, say we win the, I don't know, the last three out of five games or four out of five games in the season, then that gives everybody a good feeling about Zach Taylor and we're going in the right direction and yada, yada, yada. The thing that really sucked is the, the last game of the year, I think they were all done against <laughs> Baltimore. We got our ass kicked. I don't even think they cared. Yeah. yeah, I think they were all just done. And that's the last thing we, we, we have. But if Joe Burrow's in there and we're cooking like that offense was because the, the, the passing game was going very, very good when uh, when Joe was in there. I think it's a totally different thing. But if that happens, we don't get Jamar Chase. So that's where I'm kind of like, you know, we, we, we went through that year, but that's where I'm very confident that we're going to have a really good offense. I'm just not so sold on the defense yet. Well, I mean, I, I can't compare, uh, what do you call him, Armadillo? Is that what you call yep. him? Yep. I mean, obviously, you can't compare him to Zimmer or nothing because 
Well, I'm, I'm, I'm not comparing. <laughs> I'm not comparing him to, to Mike Zimmer either. Mike Zimmer's one of the best def- defensive yeah. coordinators in football. That's why he's a head coach now. I mean, <laughs> I'm not com- look. I call him Armadillo for a reason, man. I don't think he's that good. I'm hoping he will be. I'm. I'm saying this is the year. He's got all his guys in. All these guys are bought in. They they're sh- all showed up. They all they signed to play here, so they believe in whatever he's telling them to do. They think it's going to work. So, if it don't work, he's gone for sure. But but if if it doesn't work, Zach might be gone too. Hey, might be. You never know. I mean, we'll see. I mean, I, I think the first one. I mean, honestly, my my first one is they're going to get rid of the defense corner. Because I mean, look at it this way. Remember a couple years ago, uh, the second to last year of Marvin, we all thought Marvin was going to get fired. They fired the uh, defense coordinator in the middle of the season, and Marvin started calling the plays. Yeah. So just go, going by past history. The first one to go is probably going to be the defense quarter, especially if they're, you know, if the offense is scoring, say the offense is scoring 40 points a game and the defense is giving up 45, are you going to fire the, the Zach Taylor or are you going to fire the, the defense coordinator? What's the problem? Is it the offense or the defense? Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm not going to say I like him because uh, there was moments last year where, some, some first of all, some of the play calling was terrible. Sometimes it was just, you know. On Zach? No, no, on uh, – what is his name? Manarumo or whatever. Manarumo, Armadillo. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, well, I mean, dude, he was dropping back Carlos Dunlap in the coverage, dropping back Carlos, Carl Lawson in the coverage. I mean, those are things they don't do. The thing is now he has guys who can do that, you know? I mean, my problem with him was you have guys who don't do that, and you're asking them to do that. A good coach would make adjustments – to put his players in the best position for them to succeed. If they succeed, then your team succeeds. If you're making them do what you want them to do, and one, they don't believe in it, two, they don't think they can do it, three, they prove to you they can't do it, but you're still making them to do it anyway, that doesn't make any sense. And that, to me, is what Armadillo did a lot. You know, He didn't coach to what his players could or could not do. But now I think he's got the players to do what he needs them to do in his scheme. So that's where I – I'm not saying he's going to have a great year. I have no idea. I'm just saying this is the best and the most talented and the most, uh, yeah, talented team that to do to do what he's trying to do, you know, because what he's trying to do is trying to have a, a morphing defense, you know, where he wants to be able to, to whatever that team does well, like say you're playing the, the Clowns. They run the ball like crazy. Like, same thing with the, with the Ratbirds. They run the ball like crazy. You want Baker Mayfield. You want to make Baker Mayfield. You want to make – um. Um, oh geez, I hate watching people's names. What's what's the Ravens uh, quarterback thing? Lamar Jackson. You want to make yeah. Mayfield and Lamar Jackson beat you. You want to make those guys throw the ball because they're not the greatest of throwers. They're not Joe Burrow. I mean, they're good. They they could beat you that way. If they do, they do. But they can run the ball like crazy. So if you can stop the run on them and make those guys beat you, I think you got a better shot of winning. And that's what I think he's going to try and do. That's his philosophy. Right. I do want to say uh, one thing. Uh, Lamar Jackson uh, amazes just me. Two things, actually. I want to say something about Joe. But one, first, Lamar, he runs the ball. He, he's he's going to do what RG3 did. He's going to keep running. He's going to get hurt, first of all. Eventually, yeah. And uh, the thing I wanted to say about Joe is I don't want to be the, you know, the fan that's, you know, hating on a team. But that was a bad injury he took. I really hope, you know, he's still the same player. Did you, know you watch I mean? any of this? Did you watch any of the videos at, at uh training camp? I've seen it. I just I gotta see it. I gotta see it game one, which he, he yeah. said. Be, I gotta let me see game I'll, one. I'll, I'll, I'll put it to you this way. Nobody thought he would be ready for OTAs, let alone running around throwing the ball. I mean, the last day of OTAs, he actually ran out of the pocket and threw on one leg. That's a pretty good sign. I think he's going to be all right. Now, he's got to get his first hit, get all that stuff out of the way. We're never, we're not really going to know until the first game, but there's a good, I'm, dude, I wouldn't put a pass here if he takes uh, a, at least one series in the preseason. I, I know he wants to. Now it's up to the Bengals, Mike Brown, and uh, Zach Taylor if they let him do it. Uh, Joe said he, he would like to, but, you know, he's at 80, 85% with his knee right now. So, I mean, he's going to be, by the time uh, the first game of September hits, he's going to be like 10 months away from surgery and they said a 10 to 12 month recovery. So he's going to be all the damn close to, you know, the, the time that they say it takes to recover. 
I think he's already ahead of the schedule. Nobody thought he'd be doing what he's doing. I mean, so I think he's going to be perfect. I mean, and I, I know people always want to blame Carson Palmer's knee for how he wasn't as accurate of a passer afterwards. To me, that's not true. When his accuracy went down is when he hurt his shoulder in Cleveland and he opted to not get surgery and he rehabbed it. He was never the same. He never could throw the ball the same. And that was like two years after he hurt his knee. So that's where I always put it to that. But we'll see what happens. Like I said, you'll ne- we'll never know until until we start. Right, right. Um, uh, well, I guess I'll get off here. I don't want to take up your whole show. So all right, uh, brother. Thanks for having eight. Hey, TC, you got your you got your show. You still doing it? Or because uh, yeah, TC's- yeah. Uh- He's actually start started his own his own YouTube show, so I don't I'm know when you're doing it. Right now, I'm in Florida. Right now, ah, I was just there. Yeah, I know. Uh, funny, I just want. This has nothing to do with show. Let me just mention this. You were at the the skyline thing. Yeah, yeah. I was there like last week. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but my ch- it's a uh, Cincinnati sports talk. Uh, that's that's all it's called right now until I get a title. But you can uh, check me out. You know, coming up whenever I do a video, probably about next month when I'm I'm coming back. So about then. Sounds good, brother. I'll keep an eye out for it. All right, thanks. All right, TC. See you, man. All right, let's see here. Aaron, you got a couple things. Let me go. This is the Bengals thing first. Um, he will be out there series one of the Miami preseason game. That's an orange arrow lock, baby. Woo! Arrow, I wouldn't I I wouldn't put it past him. I mean, I don't know. Look, <laughs> if it's me, I'm like one series at the most. I'm more like maybe wait till the season starts. But I do understand why Joe would like to get out there, knock the rust off, you know, get into game situations. Maybe I know he'd like to get hit, get that out of the way. So we'll see what happens. I don't know. But I, I would not put it past Joe Burrow to be out there sometime. In the preseason, I don't, I don't know about I don't know about the first first game. That would be, dude. I'd be everybody be fired up if he's. But the thing is, though, if, if he does it, I would like his first one. If you can only do one series, at least do it in the jungle so we can cheer him. That would be cool. All right, Chris, what's up? Uh, they're gonna put thirty points a week. Burrow ha- Burrow's ready, no doubt. Yeah, I I agree with you, John. You love that. I I love that too. Uh, I I think that's where I'm. That's what I'm saying. I'm not. Worried about the offense. My concern is the defense, and it's not even talent-wise. I think we have a talent enough defense with the guys they've drafted and the guys they've signed to be a good defense, a good enough defense. Like Natty says, they don't have to be a great defense. And I've said this a million times. They don't have to be a great defense. They have to be a good one, you know. This offense line doesn't have to be great. It has to be good. But I really do think this offense line is going to be a lot better than people think. I think two reasons. I think one, I think Jonah Williams, bold prediction, I think he's going to have a Pro Bowl season this year. Spain, my boy, I think he is going to get back to his, maybe not Pro Bowl, but very down close to his Pro Bowl seasons. You get those two in there. You got the great Barry Reef in there. I'm not worried about him. I I, I don't, I'm not going to pick, predict everybody making a Pro Bowl, but he's going to be good. Uh, I think Jackson Carmen's going to be fine. You know, I, I, that's why I think our, our offensive line is going to be better than what people think it's going to be. Now, it's all on paper, and that's where everybody's like, well, we can't we can't sit there and say it's going to be this because we haven't seen him play. So that's the whole whole thing. Uh, John, is that game nationally televised? Which game? The Miami game? Is that the one you're talking about, the preseason game? Um, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not for sure on that. Natty, just want the Bengals to win games so I don't have to be miserable at the end of the season. Me too, brother. Me too. Oh, because like I said, this, I got my season tickets. I'm going to be down there in the Tiger Den, section 158. We're going to be rocking and rolling. I think it's, dude, I really do. I think we're going to have a really good season. I think we're going to shock some people, you know. I, I'll tell you the difference between why I'm so optimistic about the Bengals and I'm I'm so frustrated with the Reds. All right. 
yes, there's still holes. There's still things that the Bengals could could do. They could have got a little better offensive line. Yeah, they could have got some some better guys. They could could have got a little deeper at the linebacker position. You know, you, you could have signed Carl Lawson and Hendrickson. I mean, you could have done something. You could have added a little bit more. But I think they have talent, and they have deep talent at every position except for the linebackers. That's the one that still scares me. So there's no ginormous hole in this team. You know, we're not looking for – I would love them to play great. If they play good, we have a great – our offense is going to be great. Our offense is going to be one of the best offenses in the league. If that – if they do that, everybody else just has to be good. You know, we can put up as many points as I think the Bengals can. The rest of it just has to be good, you know. If they could be, be better than average, that's even better. That's icing on the cake. So, like I said, there's no gaping hole in this team. The Reds, there was two. The shortstop, where they literally did nothing. They didn't have a shortstop. They moved to third baseman over a shortstop. They did nothing to get a shortstop. They did nothing to, to fix the bullpen. They actually took away from the bullpen. You know, yeah, they signed Doolittle, but I would rather have Iglesias or Archie Bradley, you know, to be honest. So that's why I'm so optimistic about the Bengals. And I'm so frustrated with the Reds because the Reds, if they had done anywhere close to what they did the last two years in the offseason, we'd be in second or first place. I wholeheartedly believe that because things have actually worked out for the Reds. Sonny Gray has not pitched very good. He's been hurt. Luis Cassiano. Or at least, sorry, I do that every time. Luis Castillo is just now starting to pitch like Luis Castillo. We had two rookies come up and pitch really good for us. That doesn't happen every year. Those are the things that has to happen for you to have a championship team. You got to get lucky sometimes. You got to have depth. And when you come to the season with two huge holes, most of the time that stuff doesn't happen. That's why it's so frustrating. We've had injuries. I mean, Moose has been out for what? A month and a half, you know, and the offense is still cooking. You know, we're not really missing him. I mean, I want him back, but we're not really missing him. That's what's so freaking frustrating. It's like if they just done a little bit, they didn't do anything, just a little bit. Go get a shortstop. Go get two arms in the bullpen. Go get something. You know. Anyway, all right, let's get back into this. Uh, John Frank Pollock is a huge upgrade. Yes, he is. We legitimately have one, one of the worst O-line coaches in the last two years. Yes, we did. John and I, I bagged on him, Turner, at the beginning of the year last year because I'm like, I kept saying I hope he's right. You know, I'm like, I hope he's right. I hope I'm wrong. You know, but I don't see how this offense line is gonna be all that good. Well, I, I think Bobby Gate is Bobby Gate. Bobby Bobby Hart is a swinging gate. I think he's terrible. You can go back to my shows if you you know go back. I got them all dated or whatever. You know, preseason or uh, you know, by, probably by this time last year, that I'm not sold on this offensive line, you know, and none of us were. But they kept thinking that Turner was going to be this. He was this great guru or whatever. I, I don't know. I still to this day don't know why they kept him because the offensive line it, it, it wasn't good at all, <laughs> you know, at all. So that why I, I like last year I was optimistic. I, I, I mean, I was optimistic. I think we could have went eight and eight. I still think if Joe Burrow didn't get injured, I think it has a shot at going eight and eight or awful day on close, you know. But we'll see what happens. Natty, I'm ca- cautiously optimistic with the Bengals. I'm all in, brother. <laughs> now, do I think we're going to win the division? It's going to be really hard because the Clowns and the Ratbirds are really good. I mean, they are. They are really good. And I've said this a million times. I will take my chances if we can stop the run. I'll take my chances on Baker Mayfield and Lamar Jackson beating us. Now, Lamar Jackson, the other thing, too, with him, he's a runner. <laughs> so, they got the – and if you guys remember, the first game against the Raptors last year, Lamar Jackson didn't run that much on us. And I think they had Darius Phillips out there locking him down, if I remember right. So – there's a scheme that Armadillo has that worked. Now, we didn't stop the run. We stopped Lamar from running on us. We didn't stop the running backs from running on us. But if you got DJ Reader, Open Joby, Mike Daniels, Big Daddy Bayou, that's a pretty big beef right there. It's the guys who can play. So we got a really good shot at stopping the run. 
I'm still holding out hope that we sign, re-sign Gino. I don't, I'm thinking less and less is going to happen, but that'd be nice just to have him. I miss him. Oh, yeah, you're right, Kurt. We also got Mike, Mike Hilton, and he, he's going to be coming in on the blitz. He's one of the best blitzing corners. So that, that's another another good good weapon that they have. And I'm really, really curious how Lou is going to use him, you know? Yeah, I'm really curious about that because he's never had somebody like that. So he's got he's got guys on this defense that he's never had. Now, now most of them are not proven guys. I mean, DJ Reader is. Hendrickson, he had 13 sacks last year, and a lot of them they call them were cleanup sacks, which I'll take a cleanup sack. We need somebody to go in there and put pressure on them. Maybe Hubbard and Hendrickson clean cleans up for the other side. That's fine. But if Hendrickson can come here and get 13 sacks, that would be huge, absolutely ginormous if he can come back to back-to-back seasons of 13 sacks. The, and the key is they have got to stay healthy. They were so, so injured last year. It was ridiculous. And I don't know if that is conditioning or what. And one thing I, I thought was interesting, and I think this is a good thing. Now, I know um, – Denajai already got hurt. And he got hurt, hurt working out. Same thing that that um um traded tra- uh, last year towards pack lifting weights. But anyway, you know how we had hundred percent participation in OTAs. Jesse Bates is one of the union reps for the Bengals. Negotiated what they would do at practice with Zach Taylor to try to not have as many injuries, you know, because I think a lot of the reason, my personal opinion, a lot of the reasons that the Bengals had so many injuries last year is because they didn't have a normal offseason. They didn't didn't really hit this time, but they're going to hit in training camp. They didn't really hit in training camp. They didn't really do a whole lot. It was, you know, it was not in person. It wasn't a lot of touching. Kind of hard to play football. We don't touch each other. So, I've said this before, the best way to get in shape for football is to play football. <laughs> you know, you, you, your body, the only get used to getting hit is to get hit. You know, so that's where I think part of the problem was with the Bengals last year it, it is why they got so many injuries because of the offseason and how messed up it was. And I think I was across the board in the NFL. There's was, was pretty good injuries last year because of that. All right, let's get back into – this is the chat. Like I said, there are live video chats. I think it's posted at the top of the uh, YouTube channel. Also, we're doing um, super chats in the YouTube channel. So if you guys would like to support what I'm doing here, uh, I appreciate it. You can give me a super chat, and I'll pop you to the top of the list. All right. Let's see here. Natty says, do you think the future is going to be more two-way players? Like, oh, Shohei Otani? Ah, I doubt it, dude. To be honest, that that dude is that that that's once in a lifetime. What that guy's doing? I mean, his the ball he hit at Yankee Stadium, I think it was 105 miles an hour out of or something like that. That's how hard he hit the ball. I can't see. I can't see this becoming a normal thing. I mean, Michael Lorenzen has tried to do it for the Reds, and he's. You know, so much successful, but nowhere close to Shohei. I, I, that dude is—he's just got God-given ability. He can pitch and hit. I mean, most of what pitchers can hit. You know, if you've got a good hitting pitcher and he's hitting a buck twenty-five or whatever, or maybe two hundred, that's a good hitting pitcher. Shohei's killing the ball, <laughs> so I don't, I don't, I don't see this. I, I think that there's going to be guys trying to do it i mean hunter green he was a shortstop you know he potentially he could have tried to do it but the the reds have just put him down as a pitcher they haven't even tried and that's the thing is i don't see major baseball teams taking a chance on if you draft a guy who's really good at hitting and pitching they usually make you choose you know because it's really, really hard to do both. It's really hard to be great at both of them. And you can get injured doing it. I mean, Shohei, what, he had Tommy John? I think he had Tommy John surgery. He, had, he injured his arm not too long ago. 
So I think it's more of an epiphany than a, uh, you know, a thing that's going to happen more often. I mean, it, it, it might happen again, but there's not going to be a lot of guys I think can do it. Jake, I like more, I like Reds more. I like the, I like the Reds. I, I hope the Reds are, I hope the Reds do better. They're taking on the Padres again tonight. Now, one thing was, I give credit to the pitching for the Reds last night. They left the Padres, had the bases loaded, I think, four times. And the Reds bullpen and the pitching staff shut them down and let them, kept them loaded. You know, nobody scored. I think they left, I want to say 14. I saw 14 to 28 runners. I think 28 runners is awful, awful high. But they left a lot of runners on last night. So the pitching staff pitched good enough to win. The offense just couldn't get over that hump, you know. It was and that's where I love this team. That's where it's also frustrating. I love the fight. I love and I saw in one of these Reds groups, I can't remember was, since they Reds riding third and heading for home or not. But somebody said, well we all know that they're not going to sign Nick. We might as well, you know, go for it or just trade Nick and get as much as we can for him. I don't believe that. And to me, it would be a huge mistake not to sign the Cassianos. Now, if he wants, you know, Trevor Bauer money, I, then we can't do that. And I don't think he does. I, I don't know. Just a gut feeling I have. I don't think he does. I think, I think he knows we can win here. I think he, that's more important to him than making as much money as he can. Just from stuff he said, you know, because he said, I wanted to come here. He didn't have to come here. He's a free agent. He could have signed for whoever he wanted. I just have a feeling. Yeah, I, I think he might opt, opt out if the Reds don't re-sign him. But I think there's a chance that the Reds could sign him. I'm hoping there's a chance the Reds could sign him. Because that's a dude you want to build your ball club around. Him and DeWink, Jesse Winker. We got two guys who have a very good shot of starting in the All-Star game. Two guys that are probably going to finish in the top five. Hopefully one of them will win it in the National League MVP. Those are guys, they're young. They're not old. They're young. I mean, I think Castellanos might be 28. But still, that's not that old. That, that's just hitting your prime. That's just getting going. And the way they play, the way they hustle, the, their attitudes, those are guys you want to build your ball club around. And I'm not saying sign him to 10 years like you did Joey Votto. I'm not saying do that. Say, sign him, you know, a three-year contract, four-year contract, something like that. Make sure he's here, you know, because Moose is still here. He, he's got a three-year contract. He's still here for one more year. Uh, you know, we got guys that aren't, you know, the, most of them are still under contract. So the window for this team to win is still there, which that's what kills me. When you go and you make all these offseason moves two years ago, and you know, okay, we got this guy signed, this guy signed, this guy signed. Okay, we had this window of time to win. And then the next year, you do nothing to help or or add on to it. Then how do you expect your team to win when you have big holes in it? I'll never understand that at all. I, I just it drives me insane <laughs> that the Reds did this. Uh, it's, just, it's unbelievably frustrating. But I don't agree that the Reds put it this way: if the Reds trade Nick Castellanos, they're going to lose a lot of fans. I'm telling you, Bob. <laughs> I know you're watching me. I know you watch Strawberry every day. You need to resign him. You need to, first of all, you need to go get some bullpen help because you need to show him that you want to win and you're doing everything you can to win. That's what needs to happen. So hopefully after this all-star break, maybe the crawl can talk to some other players and maybe not the other players, other, other GMs and maybe get some trade talk going or something because it's going to start happening here pretty quick. Jake, you don't like Bob Castellini. I did at first, <laughs> and I liked him last two years. I don't like him right now because he won't spend any money because we have a really good ball club. 
it's very frustrating. I just keep saying it's very frustrating over and over and over again. But it's fun. I mean, I would rather I'd rather have a team like this than watch them go out there and get their head kicked in every single day. So it's fun. They have a chance to win every single night. They expect to win every single night. And that's the attitude that Nick Castellanos and Jesse Winker and all these guys bring. I mean, and we got rookies, Jonathan India, Stevenson. Those guys are killing the ball. So, I mean, for people to say the rebuild didn't work, bullcrap. The rebuild did work, not to the extent of the Houston Astros and the Cubs where we got multiple, you know, young players and all that stuff. We got enough, you know. And I'll put it to you this way, and I hate the Tweety Birds, but I respect how they run their team. They mix and match and add players. They don't ever just rebuild. Because to me, rebuilding doesn't always work. You know, you can't sit there and say, oh, we're just going to rebuild and then five years will be good. You don't know that. You know, nobody knows that. You're all, all of a sudden you can predict the future and wow, we're going to be great in five years. How? <laughs> you got a good team now. Let's go win. I like that. All right, Jake, what do you got here? Who's a worse owner, Mike Brown or Bob Castellini? Wow, that's. You know, I'll put it to you this way. Mike Brown always, always gets banged on. Well, let's look at the playoff record. Or not playoff. Who's went to the playoffs more and since Bob Castellini bought the team? Bob Castellini bought the team, I think, in 03, 04, somewhere around there. So they went to the playoffs in 2010. The Reds went to the playoffs in 2010. Went in 12 and 13. And, okay, last year. So four years, and he's owned it since, let's say, 04. Mike Brown took over in 1991. Now, I, how many times did they go to the playoffs? Well, Mar- let's just forget the 90s. We know the 90s. The 90s wasn't good at all. Since Marvin Lewis got here. Marvin Lewis went, I'm guessing, seven times. I know he didn't win near to the Reds. So if you go by that... And to me, winning is everything. <laughs> you, I'm a fan of these teams, ride or die, but I want them to win. So winning is everything. And and winning, I don't know, they didn't win a playoff game, but they went to the playoffs. So having winning seasons. So I think in the – so I put this since Cassidy bought the team in 04. So let's go from 04 to now. I think Mike Brown's been a better owner. <laughs> I mean, he's had more winning seasons. Then Bob Castellini has. If somebody out there can actually look it up and let me know, that's a great question, though, Jake. That is a great question. That's kind of thinking, talking out loud. But if you go from when Bob Castellini bought the team, like I said, it's 04. I think it was 04 or, or the winter of 05. Somewhere right around there. So you go for 05 for the Bengals, which they had a really good year that year. They went to the playoffs. That's when Carson – or Carson hurt his knee. If you start in, in 04 with the Bengals, they were 8-8. Eight eight. Still better record than the Reds. <laughs> you know, if you want to go by that. You said it was 06 they bought the team? Really? I thought it was 04 or 05. Because when did they trade? Because I remember them trading, making that. They traded Austin Currens and. Um, who else to to the Washington Nationals and got those two relievers that stunk? I swore that was an 05. And Kessley owned a team then because that was when uh, Kripsky owned a team. Or, I mean, was a GM. So, I, uh, maybe that's it. Maybe, Jake, maybe you're right. I don't know. But either way, all right, let's go for 06. 06, still, Mike Brown's got a better record. So, if you're going to go that way, neither one of them have been great. <laughs> You know, to be honest, neither one of them. I mean, we don't have a playoff win. We ain't got no World Series championships. We don't have a, a Super Bowl. So neither one of them have, have been great. You know, they've been average to, to below average, to be honest. But if you're comparing them, you have to go with Mike, with Mike Brown. Chris, Indy is the real deal. Yes, he is. And I I love Jonathan Indy at the Leo spot. And I give credit to, to David Bell for that. And, and you guys hear me 
a lot, especially last year. I banged on David Bell. I'm not banging on him this year. I think he's done a hell of a job coaching or managing. I really do. You know, with the, what he's been given, I don't like how he doesn't play Shogo. But other than that, I really don't have a whole lot to complain about. I really don't. I mean, yes, there's times he pulls pitchers a little too early to go to the bullpen, but not that much. <laughs> I mean, he could have pulled. I mean, if, if Satyan had struggled like that in David Bell's first year, he wouldn't have made it out of the first inning. David Bell would have went to the bullpen. You know, he left for 75 pitches in three innings. So, you know, do I hate Mike Brown? No, I don't hate Mike Brown. Heck no, I don't hate Mike Brown. He brought me, his dad's the reason we're, we have the Bengals. I do not hate Mike Brown. I think Mike Brown is a very nice man. And I really do think Mike Brown wants to win. You know, I think uh, in the past he didn't know what it took to win. I think he's slowly but surely figuring it out. I also think Katie, his daughter has a lot to do with what's going on here lately. So, no, I do not hate Mike Brown. I don't hate anybody. I like everybody. I get frustrated with him. Yeah, I get frustrated. I mean, I don't even hate Castellini. I'm frustrated with him, but I don't hate him. They're my, they're the owners of my favorite team. So now Marvin, I want to sweep the North. Sit. Yeah, me too. Sit out the first round. Wild card, beat the Bills and the Chiefs in the division rounds, beat the 49ers in the Super Bowl. Not much to ask. Nope, not at all, brother. To be honest, I don't want to play the 49ers, the Sucky Niners. When we go to the Super Bowl, I want to play somebody else. <laughs> like, I'm tired of playing the 49ers. We've played them twice, and it's not that I'm scared to play them. I just want to play somebody else, you know? I just I don't want to play the Sucky Niners again. I would like to play some other team, you know? But, yeah, I mean – I'd love to sweep the North too. I and mean, yeah, that's that's not much to ask for. I think it's definitely doable, Marvin. <laughs> I think it's definitely doable. We'll find out, but I cannot wait. We are almost to July, people. July, the end of July starts training camp. We are three weeks away from the first teams reporting to camp. I cannot freaking wait. Now, I know people asked uh what training camp's gonna be like. Are they gonna let fans in? People ask me that. I don't know. I have not heard anything. I'm assuming they're going to let us. I mean, in mean, worst case, you can go on the bridge and watch, you know. Um, but I, I, I'm assuming they're going to let us down there and watch some of it. But there, as far as I know, nothing has been announced uh, as to what training camp is going to be like or anything. But if they let me watch, I will be down there at some point to watch my boy jackpot joey freaking burrow <laughs> all right it's almost 6 30 let's get to the youtube the youtube get to the uh facebook groups that let me live stream and i appreciate every single one of them they are bengals excuse me who day nation bengals nation cincinnati bengals the jungle bengals who day nation bearcat country ohio state bucknuts the ice bar which is my show page you guys can join that if you want. You can follow me on all my social media platforms, all of them under Sports with Strawberry Ice. I'm on Facebook, Twitter. Twitter handle is Jeff A. Trenopole. That's T-R-E-N-N-E-P-O-H-L. And I got a question. You guys tweet me this out if you want. Do you think I, I should change my Twitter handle? Should I just make it at the Iceman? Which I don't even know if I even get that, that handle. I'm, and I, I might not be able to. Because that's my handle on TikTok. So I'm on TikTok. It's at, 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 at Iceman90. I'll be pulling a sound off later on today. Put it on the podcast. You guys can check it out on Spotify, BeanPod, Apple iTunes, pretty much wherever you get your podcast. Please make sure you like, like, rate, and review. Give me a five-star review. Give me a comment. Tell me if you like the show. Tell me what's going on. YouTubers, like I said, I am ecstatic. It is the middle of the summer, and I'm still adding people. That is awesome. I'm at 1,232 people. That is huge. I appreciate it. Please tell your friends. Please tell your neighbors. Tell everybody about Sports and Strawberry Ice. I'm working on trying to get some more interviews here. Like I said, I was on vacation, and I was just on vacation. I just chilled, and I've gotten back home, so it takes a little while to get back into the swing of things. I'm starting to message people again. Jeremy D's got a couple things in the works. I got a couple things in the works. We will see what happens. We will have... Some good interviews here 
in the next couple weeks, I promise. So make sure you guys keep watching the show, telling everybody about the show, joining the show. Cause it's a fun show. I enjoy doing this. I, I'm glad you guys like watching me, listening to me. I really do appreciate it a lot. But other than that, as my boy, Jeremy D, who might be on the show tomorrow, I don't know. You have to wait and see. Always says, remember one thing and one thing only. And that is, you don't live in Cleveland. You live in Cincinnati, so act like it. Who day? Go Reds. Let's get this win. Let's in. Let's split. Split the series. Let's get a win against the West. That would be awesome. Going to All-Star break. I would love it. And other than that, that's just sports, baby. See ya!